Entrepreneur on Fire 480. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Hate losing your place while reading? Audiobooks.com has patented technology that lets you switch between devices without ever losing your place. Woo! And guess what? You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Whether you're starting a business or looking to protect your family, LegalZoom has award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country who can help. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, FIRE Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Cynthia Seamus. Cynthia, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. All right. Cynthia is the founder and CEO of Abbey Post, bringing fashion and fit to plus-size shoppers through an innovative body scanning technology in real-time manufacturing of made-to-measure apparel. She is a second-time e-commerce founder, having previously built the world's largest luxury handbag consignment e-commerce business. Given our listeners just a little overview, Cynthia, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Okay, great. Um, so a little bit about me. I, my name is Cynthia. I'm married. I have two children. And I know that's not the typical startup founder profile, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it works for me. And uh, this, as you mentioned, is my second e-commerce startup. Um, elsewhere in my career, I spent about 10 years selling enterprise software solutions to really big companies like Apple and American Express, Citigroup. Um, but I'm just really, really passionate about e-commerce and about uh, the ability of technology to change the way we work, live, shop, and have fun. Well, Cynthia, I'm personally excited to be diving way into what you've created because it's obviously fascinating. It's obviously incredibly 2014 and beyond, which is so cutting edge. I just love talking about this stuff. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Sure. So one of my favorite success quotes is kind of an oldie but a goodie and it's only three words and it's just do it. Because sometimes I think that it's too easy to get yourself caught up in the thinking about things and the process of doing things as opposed to just doing it. Um, sometimes as an entrepreneur, the most important thing you can do is just throw something out there and see what happens and then pay attention and measure the results. So just do it. You know, sometimes, Cynthia, I fantasize about being in that Nike boardroom where <laughs> they were probably having all these elaborate slogans like Roman and Greek and Latin, like you name it. And then somebody in the background just picturing said, just do it. And everybody's like, yes, that's <laughs> it. And since then, it has been such a great three words and it means so much. So thank you for sharing that, Cynthia. It's incredibly powerful for obvious reasons. And let's now start the actual spotlighted interview because you're our guest today, Cynthia, and we want to talk about your journey. Obviously, from the intro, you've had some incredible successes. You've had light bulb and aha moments galore. But we first want to talk about a failure. We want to talk about a time that you fell flat on your face and you really had to struggle to get back up. 
Take us down to that ground level, Cynthia, and tell us that story and the lessons you learned. Sure. Happy to. <laughs> always, always fun to revisit your big failures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to actually go with one that was fairly recent because it's really informing um, so much of what we're doing today. And, and it ties directly into my aha moment as well. So the biggest failure I've had in, in recent memory was the first iteration of our business, Abby Post, um, to be really honest. We, we started Abbey Post with one key driver in mind, which was to start paying attention to the needs of the underserved plus size consumer who was shopping for clothes. That was a great idea. The not as great idea was actually how we started serving her needs. So the very first iteration of Abbey Post was actually a two-way marketplace where plus size women could connect with one another and sell one another their clothes, sort of eBay for plus size. Um, that idea sucked and nobody <laughs> liked it. And, and I didn't even like it after a minute. And, <laughs> and as it turned out, what I, I learned a couple of lessons there. First of all, you know, there are a whole bunch of different ways to solve one problem. Um, we still are working on solving the same problem, which is to make shopping easier and, and more fun and more rewarding for the plus size women, um, of whom, by the way, there are 70 million in the U.S. alone. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so that's a whole lot of women. So I learned, you know, I can, there are millions of ways to skin a cat. I took away some tactical lessons from this, um, such as, you know, uh, when people actually tell you, oh, that sounds like a great idea. You can't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best to follow up question to someone saying, oh, that sounds like a great idea is awesome. How much would you pay for it? Yes. Right. Um, that was a big lesson for me to learn, uh, especially having come from both of my previous e-commerce startup where when somebody made an inquiry into a luxury handbag, um, that was that was a very strong buying signal. Um, it was a big lesson for me to learn that when somebody wanted to find out more about a two-way marketplace, it wasn't necessarily a big buying signal. Um, so the different the different approaches when you're dealing with different types of markets, um, and also validating your assumptions and validating your business model. I've learned a lot about the lean startup principles over the last year or so, um, and I mean, I guess the the biggest thing I learned from that, that failure, as it were, is it's not really a business if nobody's buying anything. Cynthia, it's so true. And it's a theme that we've actually talked about quite a few times here on Entrepreneur on Fire is so valuable. And we actually had Mr. Lean Startup himself, Eric Reese, on the show where we talked about that minimally viable product, which is exactly what you kind of went through in a very specific way, which is you come up with a great idea. All right, it's a great idea. Then you reach out to your target market and say, is this a great idea? Do you like it? And of course, a lot of people are going to say, yeah, that's a great idea. Like you said, Cynthia, that next question has to be, well, how much would you pay for it? And then they're going to give you a number. And then you're going to say, okay, well, listen, if that number is $200, how about you open your wallet right now and give me $150 for an early bird special of that. And when we deliver it at $200, you're going to get a $50 discount. 
That is the real way to prove if people will take money out of their wallet and pay for a product, you know you have something big. And then you can go back and put incredible time, resources, effort, and energy into making that. And you know what? It's not comfortable. It's not easy to ask for that sale before something's created. It's what we did with Podcasters Paradise. Before we actually launched this great community that we have for Podcasters, Cynthia, we ran an early bird special for $197. This community is now $600 to join, but we did 35 sales at $197 before we put an ounce of work into it, and 35 people said, yes, I will pay for something like this. So then we could go behind the scenes and put in the incredible time, effort, and energy into creating that product, that minimally viable product that we first have, turning it into something really real. How's your experience been with that type of mentality, Cynthia? I think that's absolutely a a fantastic point, John. Um, That's that's the stage we're at right now. So Abby Post is currently in mid-pivot, even though I hate that word. I hate the (laughs) word pivot. And and sometimes I actually want to yell at Eric Reese for for making that word so popular. Um, But in truth, that's really kind of where we are. We and and if you don't mind, I'll jump into my aha moment yeah, because do. it relates to this. The aha moment was sort of stepping back and looking at what we had built and, and trying to figure out why nobody really cared all that much about it. And I started digging through every one of our customer satisfaction emails and customer service emails and all these conversations we had with people to find a theme. And the aha moment was when I realized that over and over people were saying, the problem they're having with these with clothes that they buy online is fit. Nothing fits right. That was a huge aha moment for me because here I was trying to facilitate connections like here you guys can buy from one another when what they were really telling me is I don't really care if I buy it from you know someone who's a peer or someone who's a store or someone who's a manufacturer. What I really care about it doesn't fit me. And Wow, is right. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a light bulb. That's exactly what I said. Aha. <laughs> and and um, ultimately, look, it, it meant completely rethinking our entire business. And we've done that from the ground up. Um, we're applying some really, really cutting edge, sophisticated technologies to help ensure that we are offering the perfect fit for not just plus size women, but really all women who have struggles with, with clothes fitting properly. Um, and that was a huge aha moment. It went from building a two-way marketplace, which is, is long, time-consuming, and difficult to scale, um, and, and honestly has sort of a finite growth built into it, right, to this sort of made-to-measure concept that we're, we're heading towards now, which is honestly infinitely scalable. And I think that aha moment was the best thing to ever happen to us here at Abbey Post. So I'm really, really excited about it and grateful for it and, and grateful that we, we actually heard the aha when it came. Uh, Cynthia, I think you need to coin that phrase, the made-to-measure moments. And it's just powerful for so many reasons. And what I love about everything that you've been sharing, and of course we're going to stay away from the word pivot now that I know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm mistaken to use the word agile. You stayed agile as a company. You didn't 100% commit to one course of action, putting blinders on and just driving full steam ahead. You were really active and sifting through feedback from customers, really talking to them and getting to the bottom of it. Because you know sometimes people aren't going to come out and say, 
the real reason. It might take four or five whys to get down to the real essence of the reason why people weren't taking action on your initial idea because, you know, sometimes it's not comfortable to say, hey, I care most about the fit because, you know, that's a little selfish, but it's it's reality. These are our clothes that we're putting on. I can see why that's the answer now, but I can see why that wasn't on the surface that you had to dig for that a little bit. So, Cynthia, let's go back a little bit to your failure just because I want to sum it up before we move into the sum up of your aha moment. You share with us that failure. You share with us that struggle and setback that you had. What's one takeaway that you would like Fire Nation to walk away with from that experience, from that point in your career? I think validation is the the biggest one, right? Validating your concept in in much, maybe actually more importantly is invalidation. Don't be afraid to invalidate your assumptions and, and, right. and your approach. You know, if people are telling you um, that the sky is red, then you know what? Stop and look and see if the sky is actually red. Because at the end of the day, they believe the sky is red and they're the ones with the checkbooks. So validation slash invalidation. Pay attention to those th- two things. I love that, Cynthia. So once you had your aha moment and you decided to put the pedal to the metal and drive forward, because now you do have that proof of concept, what were some steps you took in your business that were really powerful and continuing to drive you forward? The biggest thing that we did was we realized that we had to simplify what is an exceedingly complex seeming process, right? So what we're doing is we're actually using a 3D body scan technology um, that works from the user's browser to gather a set of very detailed measurements of, of a user's body. And then through a set of fairly complex processes that goes into a CAD system, we algorithmically adjust a pattern to fit that woman's body. And then we actually manufacture an item in real time. So you'll notice all those things I said were full of buzzwords, right? right? And if I said that to a consumer who just wants a dress that fits, she goes away. (laughs) Right over the head. Right. So, and for that matter, goes over most investors' heads too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so what we really learned uh, initially was, look, simplify this. And it came down to, do you want beautiful, affordable clothes that really fit you? Your wardrobe should work for you and not the other way around. And what we figured out is they don't really care how it happens, right? They don't care how complicated the technology is or or how hard it is to make this stuff or or to make the software that makes this stuff go. What they care about is what it does for them, how it changes their life, how one perfect basic black dress can all of a sudden give that consumer an incredible boost of confidence. Um, And so number one was simplifying the messaging. And number two was going out and finding small groups of people um, who would be willing to give us incredibly, incredibly detailed feedback um, for not all that much in return. Um, That has been super, super valuable for us. And and in fact, it, it allowed us to scale back what we were originally launching with. Originally, we were going to launch with a much more complicated system than the one that we're actually bringing to market um, as our version one. So we're not launching truly an MVP, but close um, when we come to the made-to-measure launch, which is happening in April. What we found out was, let's just launch 
you know, the simplest possible thing that solves the problem. And then we'll build modularly from there based on where we see friction points or where we see uptake points. So Cynthia, when I sit in my car in the morning and I turn the key, I don't really care about the one million things that are happening that are making my car turn on, start to run, and allowing me to drive to whichever destination I'm heading to. I hear this phrase all the time, and I would like your feedback on it. It's not about the features, it's about the benefits. What are your thoughts on that? A hundred percent. And and what's funny is I'm almost embarrassed that it took me a while to figure that out with this business because I'm you know, my previous career was in enterprise software sales. That's a very solution oriented sale and a very um a very consultative sale. So when you're when you're selling a consultative system, you're trained in things like snap selling and benefit selling and I, I I've literally had hundreds of hundreds of hours of training um, at the cost of many thousands of dollars by my employers um, <laughs> to teach me that benefits are what people give it about. <laughs> and, and you can sit there and spout features all you want. But at the end of the day, somebody, whether they're consumer or whether they're chief information officer of a Fortune 500 company, all they really care about is what it's going to do for me, right? Um, is this going to make me look good in front of my boss? Great. I'll think about buying it. Or (laughs) is this going to make me look good in front of my girlfriends when I go meet them for for dinner? Then I'll think about buying it, right? They don't really care. Exactly like you said, they don't care about the internal combustion engine processes that have to happen (laughs) (laughs) to get you down the street, right? They care about is, am I going to get my kids to school on time today? Cynthia, love these gems you're sharing with us. And what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? I think we've actually kind of covered it in, in terms of like both the failure and the aha moment. They're, they go hand in hand. My proudest entrepreneurial moment was actually recognizing, hey, this isn't working and I'm not afraid to just cut it off. I'm not afraid to stop doing stuff that's not working. Um, that took a, a big leap of faith for me. That took guts for me. Um, and sometimes you kind of see you know, entrepreneurs hanging on for dear life to their vision. Sometimes I think it's actually ego driven. And it was really, really hard to say, hey, this baby is really ugly. And, and it's just not happening. Um, and I'm proud that I was able to do that, that that took effort. Um, and, and at the same time, I was able to bring my team along with me too, and, and help help them see the why and the how and the vision for where we were headed next um, and and sort of let go of what they had known to date. So I'm really proud of my ability to recognize and then change what wasn't working and also to help inspire and, and bring my team um, into the next chapter with me. Cynthia, that takes courage. It takes courage to look at something that you've built and to say, you know what? I am going to quit. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to admit defeat. I am going to embrace failure here. So I can fail now, so I can have the opportunity to succeed later. You Uh couldn't have both. You could have kept driving down that dead-end street until you were down and out, maybe for good. But you know what? You said, you know, this is where I'm going to stop. I've realized something. 
I'm going to be agile. I'm not going to pivot. I'm going to be agile and I'm going to change <laughs> directions and I'm going to go after what my clients are telling me is what they really want underneath those multiple levels, not just on the surface, but I've dug deep and I really know what they want. They just want something that fits good and that looks good and I can make that happen. It's going to be a ton of work, but that final product is what is going to bring me to where I want to be. And that really brings me to my next question, Cynthia, because as entrepreneurs, wow, do we have those lows of lows? Like when you realize that that just was not going to work and all that time, money, and effort was not for naught because you learned a lot from it, but it wasn't going anywhere. And then we have those highs of highs, that aha moment, that idea that just sparked. The roller coaster that we as entrepreneurs are on is a very difficult journey. Share with us your philosophy on the entrepreneurial journey and how you keep an even balance throughout. <laughs> that's assuming that I do keep an even balance throughout. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> and I think that's probably a faulty assumption. Look, I mean, <laughs> I 100% agree with you that entrepreneurship is a constant roller coaster. Um, but I also think it's really important for all of us as entrepreneurs to to acknowledge the fact that there are going to be days that just suck, you know? Yeah. There are days that aren't awesome and you're not killing it, you know? And <laughs> you're not making it rain. And I think it's <laughs> I think it's really really important for us all to be honest with ourselves and with our peers about that. And I can't tell you how many times I've I've walked into like a meetup or a co-working space or something like that. And I see somebody who I don't see all that often. I may not know very well, but you know, the entrepreneurial communities are, are fairly small places. And so I might've heard this or that about the, their business, what's happening. And I'll think I know something that's going on with their company. And I'll say, Hey, you know, how are you doing? And I'll be like, Oh, it's awesome. We just did fill in the blank thing that doesn't actually mean anything. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, why can't you just say, well, you know what, here's what we're struggling with right now. Do you have any suggestions or do you know anybody who might be able to help? I think that's so much more productive, right, than, than constantly being like, oh, let's, we're killing it, we're killing it. And in the meantime, you're like killing yourself. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's, that's I, I think it's of key importance, and I don't mean to make light of the phrase killing yourself either, because unfortunately and very sadly, we know that sometimes that actually does happen in the startup world. It does. It's um, a pressure cooker of a situation, and some people deal with it differently than others, which is why it's so important, this question, and the listeners to really realize that, hey, it's to be expected. It's part of the journey, this roller coaster. And some days, as Cynthia put so eloquently, are just going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia, let's move to present times because you have a lot of exciting things going on right now. Share with Fire Nation just one thing that really has you fired up today. Super excited about the fact that during a, this early user testing that we're doing, um, we're giving away made-to-measure dresses to a, a fixed number of early testers. And these aren't like personal friends. These are people who um, we collected from a landing page. They're not people we know. But what's fascinating about it is um, they're getting this free dress and they're giving us lots of feedback. And then uh, about 60% of them are saying, how soon can I buy the next one? Whoa. Really, really exciting. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And they're voluntarily asking. I mean, right. this isn't an open field for comments that they're saying, um, I love it so much. I'm ready to buy the next one. 
you know, when, it, when can I? That's amazing. It's and, amazing because it's the dream of an entrepreneur, Cynthia, are those repeat customers. Why? Because they're free. You're not having to go out and find more ways to draw in more leads. You have somebody that you've already brought in, and they're just not only going to be repeat customers for you, but obviously they're happy. They can become evangelists for you and your brands. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 just as important, I think, is the fact that this kind of feedback is telling us that we've got the formula right, that we're actually offering something that solves a real, real problem for these people. So I'm incredibly, incredibly excited about that and can't wait to share it with the whole world. So Cynthia, we're going to take a minute here and thank our sponsors. New year, new strategies, new goals, new business. Don't start 2014 out with a bunch of unnecessary stress. All you have to do is plan a little. All businesses start somewhere, right? I know, there are several boxes to check first, but I have some great resources to help you out along the way. One of the most important things that you can do when you're first starting out is to follow your business paperwork and take a look at trademarks. I know just a partner who can help. Legal Zoom. Legal Zoom has been around for over 12 years and they can help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Don't worry. Legal Zoom will be there to help you from start to finish. Legal Zoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. If you're a parent or entrepreneur, then visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Ah, there's nothing better than having targeted audio content at my fingertips. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Audiobooks.com, of course. If you love consuming audio content as much as I do, then you're going to love Audiobooks.com. In addition to their online library that boasts over 40,000 titles, including bestsellers, new releases, and all of your business favorites like the 4-Hour Workweek, Crush It, and Utility, Audiobooks has an industry-leading book marketing technology. Sound random? Um, try downloading multiple audiobooks and listening to them simultaneously. The bookmarking technology is such a lifesaver. You'll never lose your place again, even when switching between devices. If you're looking for great audio content that you can listen to instantly from anywhere, check out audiobooks.com today. You can download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them instantly. Check out all the great benefits of becoming a member and get your first book for free today at audiobooks.com slash fire. So Cynthia, this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sure. Sounds like a plan. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I got too comfortable in a cushy job with a six-figure salary. What is the best advice, Cynthia, you've ever received? Fight for your users, even when it means fighting yourself on their behalf. Nice. So put your customers' needs above your own. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I spend an inordinate amount of time on social media, and <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> But I'll tell you something, over the last three or four years, um, I have made an incredible and incredibly powerful network um, based 
largely on on Twitter and to some extent LinkedIn activity. Not that I'm out there trolling for prospects or or investors or you know people like that, but it just naturally occurs if you're genuine and if you're present and if you give before you ask. Um, social media can be absolutely your best friend. It can also be your worst enemy if you do it wrong. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? That would probably be Twitter. Yeah. Um, if you don't already get Twitter, and, and look, I know that sounds dumb talking to an audience of tech entrepreneurs, but you know, I know plenty of tech entrepreneurs who just don't get Twitter, and I know lots and lots of investors who don't too. If you don't get Twitter, if you don't understand it, figure it out, because Honestly, that is one of the world's best resources, not only for connecting in a social setting, but also just for learning, like what's, what is the pulse of today's culture? What is happening right this very minute? What's this hashtag all about? Um, so yeah, Twitter is my answer to a whole lot of questions. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I can remember so clearly when when Twitter just clicked for me a couple of years ago. We had a, a little earthquake, nothing too major, but it was definitely felt by everybody. And immediately I was like, where am I going to hear first about mm-hmm. what exactly is going on with this earthquake? And I knew that obviously the news would cover it at some point pretty shortly, but who was going to cover it the next second? That was Twitter. So I went to the news station, to the news station's Twitter feed, and sure enough, it was we heard it too, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then just a couple seconds later, it was the Richter scale measurement. It was the next, you know, a link to what we could find more information about. And it, I was like, this is how we can get our news, our resources, what's trending in today's world quicker than anywhere else today. That was the day that it clicked for me, Cynthia. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I it's interesting because as you were describing the earthquake um experience we actually had an earthquake here on the east coast a couple years ago which is pretty rare right um and i was in manhattan i was in a co-working space um, full of tech entrepreneurs and it was kind of hilarious because we literally felt the building move and sway which you west coasters kind of weren't used to it we definitely aren't we felt the building sway and what was the first thing everybody did (laughs) (laughs) twitter.com and instantly instantly you saw it like a wave people that you were following saying did you feel that did what just happened was that a bomb you know of course new york right. was think somebody's city. bombing something um, but it took literally less than i would say uh three minutes before we realized it was an earthquake um so just like you're saying that is the real-time pulse of the of the world and it's amazing but it's also just an amazing amazing connection mechanism um and and i'm i'm proud and excited to say that like I have some real meaningful relationships in my life that have been fostered via Twitter. Absolutely. I'm going to New Media Expo here next mm-hmm. month, actually just in a couple of weeks here in Las Vegas. And I'm going to be meeting some people that I've engaged with on Twitter for a year, but never met face to face. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. It's a lot of fun when that happens too, because you know so much about them. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and and you're already friends. That's that's so much fun. I know so. more about them than I know like about what my parents do day to day. Because you know <laughs> these people update their statuses. I know they walk their dog every day at three p.m. I know this. I know that. 
you know, I talk to my parents a couple times a week. I mean, that's the updates, but <laughs> it's pretty funny stuff. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and all this great stuff that Cynthia and I are chatting about at eofire.com slash Cynthia Seamus. And Cynthia, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? That's a great question. You know, um, depending on what stage you're in as an entrepreneur, um, I would probably have to recommend Venture Deals by Brad Felt. Uh, it's it's how to be smarter than your lawyer, how to be smarter than your venture capital investor, how to be str- smarter than your angel investor. And even if you're you think you'll never raise capital, um, it's still a vital vital resource if you haven't already read it. So um, if you have already read it, I would recommend just about any book by Brad Feld or. Um, a book that's kind of near and dear to my heart, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. And basically what the, I'll, I'll spoil the story for you, but it's all about give, give, give before you take. Absolutely. And we were actually fortunate enough to have Gary Vaynerchuk on Entrepreneur on Fire back in December, giving an entire repertoire about that book, actually dismantling my own social media live. So that was a pretty fun episode for me, (laughs) being in the hot seat, so to speak, with Gary Vaynerchuk pulling up my Twitter feed and commenting on it, to put put it lightly. I'm going to have to go back and look at that one. Oh, (laughs) heck yeah, Cynthia. I've I've kept my language very, very PG-13, so I'm (laughs) going to enjoy hearing what Gary had to say. Uh, well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like one of these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Cynthia, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of but all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars what would you do in the next seven days come on john i think you know the answer to that (laughs) (laughs) what do you think i would do i would get on twitter and start making friends (laughs) Uh, uh, that's exactly what i would do honestly i i knew this question was coming and i was prepared for it and it's funny i didn't actually expect the conversation to be so twitter centric um but that's that's the truth. I'd get on Twitter and um, see what people were doing and see what what holes needed to be filled. Um, that's the world's best market research tool, in my opinion. Love it, Cynthia. And I have just truly enjoyed listening to your journey and the stories you've shared have been truly profound. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, thanks. Um, so the best way to find me is abbypost.com. It's A-B-B-E-Y-P-O-S-T.com. If you'd like to contact me directly, it's Cynthia at abbypost.com. And of course, you can find me on Twitter, Cynthia Seamus. My last name is spelled S-C-H-A-M-E-S or Abby Post, Abby, A-B-B-E-Y underscore P-O-S-T. So um, that's where we are. And Love to connect with everybody. Cynthia, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about, resources, your contact information at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter Cynthia in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. 
Cynthia, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Are you ready to start your own business, but you're not sure where to begin? If you're looking for one killer resource to help you along the way, then I'd like to invite you to join me on The Fire Path, where your passion and our guidance unite. Just visit thefirepath.com to sign up for our exclusive weekly email, and you'll receive our most comprehensive business startup series yet. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 